Hey guys, what's up? This is Agent from the Comeback Sports Podcast, and this is Season 3, Episode 9. we got a jam-packed filled episode as usual. Joining me today is a returning guest, Hudson, and we'll be talking about college basketball regarding players to watch this season, the Final Four predictions, top mid-major programs, and we'll dive a little bit about the Indianapolis Colts and my Bulls, so stick around. Now for your quote of the week. With the absence of pressure, it's hard to do great things. So, Hudson... What does that quote mean to you? Um, good question. Uh, <laughs> I think it just means that without pressure, um, you know, pressure provides a lot of motivation for you to get out and be your best. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's what makes us our best. Is it, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. I feel, I feel like it's it makes a lot of sense. Um, it's hard to word it but i think like if you replace the word pressure with like stress uh-huh. i think i can think of a better way to describe it like you That's need true. stress in your life if you have no stress then life not only becomes boring but you'll never be able to kind of like outperform or go past your limits um, right like maybe from let's say we play ping pong at the office for those who don't know let's say that you never play anyone good you just play me every week right you and you beat me every time no problem but you'll never get better mm-hmm. you have to play like the other guys that are so much better than me and that's how you get better i think it's like the lack of comfort the uncomfortability stepping out of your comfort zone that makes you a better person and a better ping pong player you know better than anything yeah and in terms of athletics yeah if you play tough teams you're only gonna get better yeah that's why it's good for in college basketball for example for good teams to not you know schedule a a bunch of cupcakes at the beginning <laughs> of the year to actually schedule some good competitions. You might lose them, but you're going to be better off come the NCAA tournament. That's right. That is right. So, Hudson, welcome back. I mean, how, how you been, man? I mean, I see you every day, but maybe the audience yeah. wants to know what's up. So, what have you been up to? No, I've been good. I've been doing a lot of apartment hunting the last few months. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think I might have finally found one. We'll find out. Um, but, yeah, I think the last time I was here, we were talking about, we were previewing the NFL draft. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. A, I think we went through every pick. In the first round, we did. Yeah, I wonder how they turned out. <laughs> we were, I'd say, we were both more than half right. Oh, that's good. And that's a good, that's a good thing to say. I at yeah. least. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So you said you're moving into like a two bedroom apartment. Like, kind of, what are the cool amenities it has, or what do you like most about it? Um, it's recently renovated. Oh, that's good. Which is good. Um, it's got a nice kitchen, nice hardwood floors, uh, free parking, which is a plus always. Um. It's like, a, it's like a great location. It's super close to Chicago. It's not too far from work. It's still close to family. So that's good. Location's ideal. <laughs> How far is it for you to go from your new apartment to work? Oh, I'll probably be like tw- 25. That's not bad minutes. at all. Yeah, no, it's not bad. And you're all in, you're going to be in Elmhurst, right? Yeah. So you're going to be near a train route. So it'll be easy access to the city if you want to go that route. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we're pretty close to the train station. That's good. Um, so Hudson, according to the sign at your desk, um, Hudson has this little sign of he can spell like little messages. College basketball is about a week away. It is um, seven days next seven, Tuesday. Seven days, man. I I definitely want to watch more college <laughs> basketball this season, uh, just because there's more opportunity. And like foot, unlike football, I can only watch it on like Friday through Sunday or Thursday, right. Monday sometimes. But college basketball, it seems like it's on like every other day. It's on about every day, yeah, and not only that, it deli- delivers every day. There's always, there seems like there's at least one really good game a day. Um, there's always going to be something on TV. Mm-hmm. We're going, we're entering into that time of the sports year where we have college basketball, college football, the NFL, the NHL. 
Jeez. The NBA. <laughs> and we're gonna People, be, and we're just getting done with the World Series. So everyone's girlfriends are not excited to hear what yeah, you just no, said. They, they don't love that. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so, who are some players that we should definitely watch out for this coming season? Yeah, there's a lot. I think I'm gonna dub this year the year of the big man. Oh, okay. I like there are, I think some of the best players in the nation are our centers and forwards, which is interesting because I feel like the game has really gone away from that in the past few years. It's become more of a guard centered league. Um, so I think, I think I'll, I'll start two of the first team all Americans um, for college basketball this year. And that's Kofi Coburn from Illinois. A lot of us, I like him. A lot of us didn't think he was going to come back this year. We thought he was going to go to the NBA um, but he'll be back with Illinois. Illinois returns a couple of key pieces um, from last year. Obviously, they lost Io Desumu, but they got back Trent Frazier and Curbelo. Um, but I think Kofi Coburn will be – he's just going to be a force in the Big Ten. I mean, he's so big. He's so hard to guard. Um, I don't know if you saw it or not, but today there was a headline on ESPN that said he'll be out for the first three games mm-hmm. because he started selling um, – he started selling merchandise before the name, image, and likeness okay. uh, kicked yeah. in. So he's going to be missing, you know, Jackson State, oh. uh, Arkansas State, really unimportant games. So he's missing not because of injury, but because of load management, essentially. Essentially, yeah. Dang, yeah, that's yeah. like a real NBA player. <laughs> yeah, so he'll be out for the first few games. And then another another really good big man to watch in the Big Ten is one of my Hoosiers, uh, Trey Jackson Davis. Um, he's an AP All first team AP All-American. Um, which is pretty sweet. Um, he his struggle the first two years for him was an out, any kind of jump shot. Any, I mean, not even a three point, but he couldn't hit anything at the free throw line. He couldn't hit you know anything mid range. Mm-hmm. So if he adds that to his game, I think he could really emerge as the best player in college basketball. He's very athletic and very gifted around um, the rim. And then other you know obviously we got Drew Timmy who came back from Gonzaga. Oh yeah, like uh, he's got the mustache. <laughs> Um, see if that's still around. I mean, he's 6'10", forward. Uh, he's just he's really hard to guard, even though Baylor made it look pretty easy last year in the uh, championship game. Um, and then, I mean, we just have so many good forwards and centers. Um, we have Hunter Dickinson, who came back from Michigan. Um, he's, a, he's a presence uh, all over the court. Um, we have Chet Holmgren, who is um, a freshman who played at the same high school as Jalen Suggs. Um, he was the number one number one recruit in the country. He'll be at Gonzaga this year. He's kind of like a he's kind of like a Kevin Durant esque talent, mm-hmm. where he's seven foot. He can handle the ball. He can shoot. He can also go into the post. And then one under the radar player that I mean a lot of people know about him obviously is Travion Williams from Purdue. Um, Purdue is one of my unfortunately as an Indiana fan I hate to say it they're one of my <laughs> teams to keep an eye out on this year. Uh, I think they have a lot of great pieces, and he's one of them. He averaged pretty close to a double double last season. He's coming back, so those are kind of like my top my top big guys to keep an eye on. Um, I'll mention a few guards as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin Gillespie is back uh, at Villanova. Uh, he's a AP first team All American, and he tore his AC or his MCL towards the end of last season. So they really missed him in the tournament, the Big East tournament. Um, but he's a, he'll be a super senior, so he took advantage of that extra year of eligibility with mm-hmm. COVID. Um, he's definitely a player to keep an eye on. He's a very reliable, efficient guard, uh, probably one of the most efficient guards in the country, offensive and defensive. And then I'll probably say his name wrong. I just haven't heard it pronounced in a while. 
but Max Abmas, Ab- I can't remember how to pronounce it. <laughs> he is that short uh, little guard from Oral Roberts okay. who beat Ohio State in the NCAA tournament last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was the leading scorer in the country last year. I expect him to be this year as well. Um, he's only a junior, so wow. I feel like he'll probably leave after this year, but we'll have to see. And the last guard I'll mention is is Buddy Beheim from Syracuse, um, Jim oh, yeah. Beheim's son. Yeah, he really broke out at the end of the last season. Uh, when Syracuse made that run to the Sweet 16 last year, he averaged uh, nearly 25 points a game. Um, so he kind of established himself as that key piece for that team. Um, and we'll see how he. I mean, he's just one of the best shooters in the country. So I think he's got a lot of potential to have a, a breakout, not just a breakout run, but a breakout season this year, uh, playing for his dad. That's cool, man. Yeah, those are my my players to keep an eye on. Yeah, um, those are some players that can help teams make deep tournament runs. Um, they're all very you know reliable players. Um, yeah, I think one player I would like to make note of is um, Johnny um, Juzang from uh, UCLA. I oh, believe yeah. he stayed, so he'll be back for one year with UCLA. And right now, UCLA is number two in the AP polls, so the spotlight is definitely gonna be on that team after what they did. Oh yeah, in for the sure. March Madness tournament. We're all wondering if it was a fluke run or if they're the real deal. Ah, so, it, yeah. it looked pretty well managed. It did, me. yeah. I thought so too. They have a big matchup um, first week of the season, I believe, on not this Friday, but the next Friday they play number four Villanova. Oh wow, Colin Gillespie. That'd be nice. That'd be a good matchup, two versus four. Yeah, there's some there's some big games in the first week to look forward to. Definitely. Yeah, and I'm just looking at the AP pool right now since you brought up number four Villanova and like it's pretty much basic standard things you always see in Kansas being number three, mm-hmm. Gonzaga's being number one. Um, you mentioned one of Purdue's players is going to be there, and he's there right now. They're in seventh. Um, yeah. Of yeah, course, they're... Baylor's still in the top ten after what they just did to everyone in the tournament. I'm very interested to see um, how Duke and Kentucky are going to be. Um, it's Coach K's farewell tour, and Roy, and then Roy Williams won't be back for um, UNC. UNC. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I think UNC is yeah UNC is ranked 19th, 19th overall. Believe, yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the blue the blue bloods come back this year. If Duke and Kentucky having a down year last year. Yeah, um, it's it's very. I mentioned this last time. We I think we talked. It's just very interesting to see like these um, programs that just continue to uh, be in the in the uh, elite eight mm-hmm. and the high um, high seeds in the in the madness tournament. But now it's just looking like they're not the big guys anymore, and that's by why Roy Williams retired. He wanted to retire <laughs> on the best note possible. While yeah, maybe he didn't want his legacy to kind of be tainted. I'd say with how underperforming his teams have been in recent years right um yet to remind me is there a reason why coach k is leaving um duke uh i think it's just age okay yeah i, I think he's i want to say he's in his seven seventies. i guess it is pretty old man it's pretty old yeah he's yeah. originally from he's originally from the chicago area so okay i wonder if he'll stay in the north carolina area if he'll move back here i don't know we'll see yeah um I'm trying to think who else is kind of a notable star in this in this lineup of uh, teams. Um, let's see. You said Kofi's going to go back, and mm-hmm. Illinois is now 11th in the Big Ten. Um, do you see Illinois being that kind of being that powerhouse in the Big Ten like they were last year? You know, I I don't think it's going to be nearly the level that they were last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost. I'm not gonna say his name right, but their backup center. He had that Vishafshanelli, something like that. I can't. Uh, I can't remember how to say his name. 
No, I think Illinois will probably be. I think they're going to be fourth. I think they're going to finish fourth in the Big Ten this year. Mm-hmm. I have Purdue and Michigan above them. I mean, Michigan had. I want to say they had the number one recruiting class in the country. Oh wow! Or at least one of the top ones. And then I I know Ohio State's ranked you know below Illinois right now, but I think Ohio State will emerge as that second or third team behind um, Michigan, um, and Purdue will be right there as well. Is uh, Mo Wagner's little brother of Franz? Is he still in Michigan or is he in the draft? I, I think he I think he said he was going to come back, and then he ended up deciding to go to the league. I can't remember who he got drafted by. Was he a first oh, he, rounder? He, um, I can't. Uh, yes, he was actually picked eighth overall. Mm-hmm. So he he got drafted by that. He's with the Magic now. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, Mo Wagner, he just kind of was not really what we wanted to see. Yeah, he was I mean, he was a he was a stud in college, but. Yeah, he was really big. He was a big man for sure. Um, yeah, I'm excited out. to see these big guys play that you brought up because um, it is refreshing to kind of see this kind of spotlight. We saw it with um, Iowa's biggest star, um, Luca Garza. Yeah. He was a big man. He really tore up the league for a while when he was at Iowa. So I like to see more of that in college basketball and maybe kind of bring these big guys over to the NBA because it seems like it's a shooting league. So I like to see some more like – um, upfront action uh, yeah. at the rim, or just see them be more, uh, I guess, dynamic and be good shooters. Yeah, I definitely definitely agree with that. We'll see if the the big man makes a comeback after the last few years. Oh yeah. Um, since we've been bringing up all these uh, notable teams in AP poll, um, you told me you have a Final Four prediction already. I do. I, I do have a prediction. It, see, wait, wait. What's the date? It's November second. November second. And you have prediction for. March of 2022. It's the way too early Final Four prediction. It's like the way, way too early. The way, way too early, yeah. <laughs> All right, what do you got for me, but, man? Um, yeah, so right now the top four teams coming into the year are in order. Gonzaga, UCLA, Kansas, Villanova. Mm-hmm. I do not have all those teams in my Final Four. Right. I'll okay. say that. Um, I don't think Gonzaga gets there. Okay. I think they make a deep run, probably the Elite Eight. But I think, uh, you know, even though that combination of Holmgren and Timmy, I just don't think they have enough, a strong enough guard play to get them there. They don't have that Jalen Suggs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't have Gonzaga there. I do have UCLA and Villanova making the Final Four. I think that UCLA, they returned all their big players from that team that made it last year. Um, Villanova is also a super, you know, veteran team. They're returning a lot of players. They lost a few to the draft. Um, but I think I think Jay Wright will have him there, and then I I have um, Texas surprisingly Texas. Um, if you remember, Shaka Smart was their coach last year. Yep, they were supposed to be very good. Um, they got knocked out early in the state tournament. Oh, they lost in the first round to Abilene Christian. Oh yeah. Um, but he left for Marquette. In comes Chris Beard from Texas Tech. They don't return. They return two guards, uh, Courtney Ramey and Andrew Jones who were really big guards in that team last year. And they also got some key transfers. They got Marcus Carr from Minnesota, if you remember him. And they got, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember his name, um, something Allen from Utah, who was one of the most underrated players probably in the country. Um, so, yeah, they got some big-time transfers. I think <clears throat> I think Chris Beard will have them playing uh, in the Final Four. And then, <coughs> excuse me, fourth team I have there is Purdue. I think Purdue has a ton of size, um, and they have a they have a good amount of experience. And Jaden Ivey is one of the best young guards in the country. 
Okay. So I think Purdue is my my Big Ten team that gets there. Okay. So in your Final Four, you got UCLA, Villanova, Texas, and Purdue. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm very interested in the UCLA pick because previously this same time last year they weren't even ranked. Yeah. So I'm I'd like to see it mm-hmm. um, just because it's nice to see a team, you know that you know is kind of concerned underdog at one point not oh, too long sure. ago and now they're gonna emerge into being this powerhouse again like they once were. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen really UCLA been a really great consistently great team since i don't know since lonzo ball was there honestly and i i don't i would even say that they haven't been a great team since kevin love was there way back back when yeah so yeah it's been a while Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's cool to see a blue blood like that return hoping my my indiana hoosiers can also do that eventually (laughs) you never know man yeah i remember i teased you a little bit because i heard brad stevens wanted the job but of course he ain't gonna leave the nba to go back to college yeah it would have been nice to have him but i'm excited for what mike woodson's gonna bring to the team that's right mike woodson is gonna be yeah oh yeah that's cool man um in terms of my predictions i i don't know i'm just i'm just always gonna say it's always the safest choice man i want to go gonzaga being in that final four Mm -hmm. um gonzaga will be in there Uh, i'll go villanova i think villanova will definitely be there um Let's see who else we got in here. I'm not gonna put my money on Duke or Kentucky. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're always yeah. They're both gonna be super young and right. I I just don't really see it. I mean, oh no, maybe I'm gonna go on it, man. I say Duke will make it. Okay, because it's Coach K's final year. He probably wants to go out with as a hero. He probably does. Yeah, I'm sure his his team will want him to, you know, really enjoy that first year and make mm-hmm. a, a successful one. So. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not going to pick a Big Ten team. Um, I just I, – I know. I, they always come up short to me, man. I'm yeah, sorry. <laughs> they do. They, they do. Um, like Michigan, man. I feel like years in a row, Michigan has always been very hyped to be, like, the team to win it all, and then they always come up short. It's true. Jawan Howard hasn't proved himself yet in the NCAA tournament. So Right. Um, I, got, I got at least three that I'll get in, and I'll just kind of pick a wild card and just say – I want to pick Houston, but mm-hmm. I put them. I put them in my final four so many times in previous March Madness brackets, and they, they, I re- they always like to disappoint me. I remember you were the only one in the office that had them in the final four last year, though. Right, because I watched them once. I think mm-hmm. it was like 2018. It was just this very grit team, short short shorts, like a like a vintage basketball team. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like watching this team. They're super good defensively, but offensively they just couldn't get the job done. Yeah. I don't know, I'm going to say my last Final Four pick will be uh, um, I'll go with I'm just gonna, I'll go Oregon. No, oh, yeah. I mean, Dana Altman is one of my favorite coaches in the country. There you go. He has that team competing every year. I think they lost, uh, what was that guy's name? Chris Duarte, who uh, I think the Pacers actually drafted. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure they'll have a good team, yeah. He's always got them playing well up there in Eugene. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I also just like Oregon sports. Yeah, I do, too. I love their uniforms. Exactly. And, yeah. I love the color scheme. I watch. I like watching them football, and I like watching them basketball. Oh, yeah. And I'm a, I'm a runner, so I'm a fan of the Oregon track program because they always just destroy everybody. Oh, yeah. They're, and Nike's founded there, too, so I'm a fan of Nike. They're elite. Um, so we talk about these big teams that always seem to be in the picture for the, mat, the tournament or Final Four. 
what are some like mid-major teams that we'd want to want to watch this season? They don't have to necessarily be in the Final Four or mm-hmm. Elite Eight, but just teams to watch in general that are smaller. Yeah, yeah, I love mid-major programs. I love following basketball at the mid-major level. Uh, I have some teams that I think you know could maybe potentially, if they you know win enough games, crack the top twenty-five at some point. Uh, I think they can be you know make a run in the NCAA tournament. So I have my top five mid-major teams in the country. I'm a big fan of the Missouri Valley Conference. I think they I've actually have three of their teams on this list. Oh cool. Last year they got you know how most mid majors will only get one team in the in the NCAA tournament. Last okay. year Missouri Valley got two. Wow. Loyola and Drake. Mm-hmm. So they also made my list. Both those teams made my list. But I'll start at number five. Um, number five, I have Oral Roberts, who I talked a little bit about earlier, has the Returns the leading scorer in college basketball. He's just super dangerous, and mm-hmm. if you're not prepared for him, you're going to go down the first round to Oral Roberts. Yeah, man. I mean, the upset of Ohio State, and no one, yeah. no one expected that, and they did it. I believe that was a 15 versus 2 upset, wow. seating-wise, in the tournament last wow. year. Um, number four, I have Drake. Obviously, on that team, on that team last year, they made it. They got an at-large bid, mm-hmm. and their leading, their leading, um, their best player, Roman Penn. Uh, got injured towards the end of last season. Um, and that kind of a, I don't know if you remember him, his name, Yesifu, kind of emerged as the best player on that team. He actually ended up transferring to Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got Roman Penn back, and they also got Hemphill back, who was also injured towards the end of last year. Okay. People forget that Drake team was like 30-2 and two in the regular season yeah. last year, something like that. I think someone told me that they would cover majority of the spreads. Yeah, probably. And so they were just a good team to bet to bet. Yeah. Um, yeah, to bet on. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Glad to see that on the list because I'm an I'm a state of Iowa native. Drake is in yeah. Des Moines, and it's not too far from Iowa State. Unfortunately, Iowa State will not be a big discussion in this yeah. show for basketball <laughs> just because they are in a very big rebuilding process. But I was so happy to see Drake make a run into the tournament. Um, I think they went through one round, or did they get eliminated in the first round? Gosh, I can't remember if they won there. They were in that like the play-in. They were in the first four. I can't remember if they won or not. Did they um, play UCLA? Because I remember UCLA I was think, in that first I think four. it was. They might have been the team that lost UCLA. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, um, I know they didn't make a run in the tournament, but they made a run in, in terms of the regular season. Oh, yeah. And just showed sure. that, hey, we're a small team, but we can hang with the big guys. Oh, yeah. So it was nice to see that as an Iowa native. Um, number three on my list, I have another Missouri Valley team. Okay. Um, Loyola. I like watching Loyola. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Loyola's going to be fun to watch. It'll be a little different this year. Uh, their coach who's led them on those – runs the last few years you know porter moser um he took the head coaching job at oklahoma oh. so um i'm trying to remember his name uh his last name is Val- valentine his brother played for michigan state drew valentine um oh. he's taking over as the head coach of the program he's been an assistant coach under porter moser for the last few years so i think he picks i think he picks up right where porter, porter moser leaves off uh the t- tradition will stay the same uh he'll carry that in um, they, they obviously lost their, their big man, Cameron Crutwig, one of the most special players in college basketball the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, they lose him. They wait, do wait. get. I was going to interrupt you. You said uh-huh. Drew Valentine, right? Yeah. It's Is a, he related to Denzel a, Valentine? I don't think so. I can't remember. Because um, I, I looked up his name, and I think he is uh, Carlton Andrew Valentine. Uh, oh wait, yeah, they're they're brothers. Yeah, yeah sorry, he's yeah, thirty yeah. years old from Lansing, Michigan. That's right. Yeah, siblings Denzel Valentine. Yeah, I didn't, uh, yeah, because he uh, played for the Bulls 
for a little while. Denzel Valentine. I oh, think, right? I, I don't like to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool, Matt. That's that's, that's kind of yeah. cool. So it's, it's his brother. Um, they do get back Lucas Williamson, who is one of the best players on their team in the last few seasons. He was actually on that Final Four team uh, five years ago. He's coming back for his super senior season. He took advantage of the extra year of mm-hmm. uh, eligibility. I think he's one of the most underrated guards in college basketball. He absolutely locks up on defense. He gets buckets on offense. Um, I, I actually have him as one of my top NBA prospects, un- under-the-radar NBA prospects going into next year. Okay. Uh, so that's number three. And number two is my last Missouri Valley team inside the top five. And that is, the, my surprise to people, University of Northern, I- Northern Iowa. I was about to um, ask about that. Yeah. So they, their, their best player, his name's A.J. Green. No, not the one who's on your bench in fantasy football. It's a different A.J. Green. Um, he got injured, I want to say, three games into the season last year. He was preseason player of the year. Um, he, before he got injured, he was averaging, I want to say, 24 points a game. Uh, he's one of the best guards in college basketball. Um, he puts them at the top of the Missouri Valley Conference, in my opinion. He's a great player. Um, so he, That's why I have them ranked at number two. And then at number one, I have St. Bonaventure. Um, they won the Atlantic 10 last year. I think they were a nine seed in the NCAA tournament. Um, pre-se- they're preseason ranked, actually. They're mm-hmm. 20, 23rd in the country. Um, they got transfers from Wake Forest, from Pittsburgh. Um, so I think this team only got better from last year. So I have, I could see them getting like a, as high as like a five or a six seed in the NCAA tournament. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm also glad you said the Northern I- um, um, Iowa pick because um, mm-hmm. I had – um, friends and family have gone to that university. Oh, yeah. And I have heard of A.J. Green. And he was destroying it for them yeah. before he got injured, of course. Yeah, he's a, he's a beast. And I think he's in his super senior year as well. I want to say he's either – well, last year since he was injured, he's either a junior or a senior. I can't remember. According to uh, Google, he's 22, so – No, I would think so then, yeah. So it's either senior or super senior. But something tells me he'll definitely ball out. Um, cause it could be his last year. Could be, yeah. Uh, cool, man. Um, let's see. Do you have any um, got any other po- things or topics you want to talk about for college basketball before we move forward with some football? Um, I probably just the games that are featured this first week of this of the season. We have um, Duke and Kentucky and Michigan State and Kansas on the first night of the year, a yeah. week from today, and then. I think next Friday we have uh, UCLA and Villanova. Mm-hmm. And then next Saturday we have Texas and Gonzaga, which is five versus one. So a couple of four really big matchups in the first week of the season next year. Okay. All right. I'll try to catch one of them next week. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's nice because usually this time, like during Thanksgiving, that's usually when they have these invites – and you can have more time to watch <laughs> basketball if oh, you're yeah. not working that week or uh-huh. you're working from home, visiting family, or just need an excuse not to talk to family when you're home. That's but, a good point. So yeah. that's another thing to remember. If you want something to do on Thanksgiving break that's not family-related, watch some basketball. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest tournaments around Thanksgiving every year, I think it's Thanksgiving, right? The Maui the Maui Gym Invitational? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure who's playing in it this year, but... I can look it up for you. Yeah. I don't think it's... Last year it was an... Asheville, North Carolina, because of COVID. I don't think it's in Maui this year. I think it might be in Las Vegas, maybe. I can't remember. Let's see. Oh, I misspelled Maui. 
<laughs> okay, who, let's see what we got here. Maui, Maui Jim Maui Invitational. That's a name. It is. Um, I do see some good names. I'm November twenty second through the twenty fourth. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, here it is. The schedule and bracket. Um. Okay. Uh, it it doesn't tell me. Oh, here it is. Okay. So the games will be Texas A&M versus Wisconsin, mm. Butler versus Houston, which I think would be a good game, Oregon versus uh, Chaminade. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, I think it's Chaminade. Chaminade. Yeah. And then St. Mary's versus Notre Dame. All right. I like the first two matchups the best. Um, so we'll see how those games go. Yeah, your final your final four pick is in there. Oregon, right. Oregon. Yeah. All right, there you go. First, um, first big invite of the year. See how they see how they play. Yeah. Cool, man. Um. So let's kind of transition to football for a little bit because I do have two topics I want to discuss. Um, first, um, since Hudson is an Indiana native, I would like to talk about his team, the Indianapolis Colts. So what's <laughs> what's been on your mind with the Colts this season so far? Yeah, it's kind of been a weird season because I've felt like we've had a couple of really good games, and our record just doesn't. Our record does not show how good our team is. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman have both emerged as just absolute beast. Carson Wentz has been a little underwhelming. Uh, I thought he'd be able to do a little bit more with Frank Reich as the coach. You Same. know, relive a little bit of that Philly magic that they had. Um, but he's just kind of been, you know, just. I don't know if he's. I think Philip Rivers might have been a better option. Surprisingly, <laughs> he's playing a little better. Um, but yeah, they're just. I mean, our defense is just. I mean, Darius Leonard is just an absolute beast. Um, our defense has been playing well. Disappointing to see our stud safety go out for the year with an Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. But I think even though we're a few games back right now, the Titans. I think. I think this team can still make the playoffs. Um, we really. We, we were hanging right there with the Titans. We only lost by a field goal in overtime. Uh, honestly, we probably should have won that game, but yeah, I like I like the way this team's trending. I I don't think our record shows how good this team truly is. Yeah, um, over the past couple of years, I've always kind of put the Colts in the playoff picture just because of what they have. I always knew Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor, especially, were going to emerge second years. I had Jonathan Taylor as one of my breakout players before the the season started, and he's been doing he's been getting the job done. It's not. It's not like he's like top ten. I eh, know. I'm gonna say. He, I think he's a top ten running back in mm-hmm. the league. He's proven that he, that he's that great. Um, but you're right about Wentz. Wentz. It's the same thing every time Wentz gets back in the field. He's just been underwhelming. He just yeah. hasn't been the same guy since the MVP run he had, um, with Philly with um with Reich, and I I don't know. I you would think that if it's the same guy that you worked with then you can get the same magic. But then there's other variables that come into play, such Mm -hmm. as there's a whole different roster of players and the style and also the opponents you're playing. They're in the AFC. They're not in the NFC, and and the game's probably a little bit more different than it was during that Super Bowl run. Um, But Wentz, one thing about Wentz is that the thing that alarms me the most is he's so talented. Um, He deserved to be a number one overall pick. He wasn't number one overall, correct? I don't think he was number one. Overall. Okay, he was a he was a first rounder. Yeah, he deserve his talent showed that he was a first round pick, mm-hmm. um, regardless of the competition he had at North Dakota State. 
but it's the decision making. I feel like sometimes he feels he has it to play is. that hero ball. He just doesn't want to make yeah. the easy decision. He wants to make the most effective decision. He's been in his making eyes. yeah, he's been making very low IQ choices this season. You can you can just tell it's pretty obvious. He uh I remember in the overtime game the other night against Tennessee. And mm-hmm. in, in overtime he threw that interception. He tried to force it into like the smallest window and triple coverage. Force, that's the thing he does yeah, the most. He just forces throws that and don't need to be made. He had a easy check down that would have probably picked up a first down on that play, but instead he tried to do too much. Uh, and force it into a spot that he never should have tried to force it into. And I'm very curious, when he was at Philly, that was the same mindset that he did there, and it just worked better because the talent around him could make up for that bad decision-making. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of things you have to take into consideration. It's just a different roster in Philly, and just, I don't know, he, maybe he has a confidence issue. Um, he just, since he had such high praise at that one year, he was doing really good. He hasn't gotten there. It's just kind of maybe he's beating himself up in turn a little bit and thinks, I need to prove that I am that guy. So I'm going to make the super hard throw and then I will get back to that guy if I keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to relive the past too much. <laughs> Amen. Uh, like, I always say, like, Carson Wentz, um, I I have no problem with Wentz. I think he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. I hope he kind of, kind of finds his footing again. In terms of the Colts' playoff chances, at the moment, it's not too positive for me because you got teams like the Bengals. The fucking Bengals <laughs> are making a run for the playoffs here. Yeah. And <laughs> I hate to bash my man Trevor, who's a, who's a Bengals fan, also a supporter of the show, and he's always been on the show. I mean, I was kind of ex- I was hoping that they would um, suffer for the mistake of not picking Panay Suel and getting <laughs> Jamar Chase. I was mm. like, oh, they're going to regret this pick. And it looks like they're getting the better end of the stick. Looks like they're getting – they got one of the best wide receivers in the NFL right now. I mean, Yeah, so I know Trevor's probably going to listen to this, and then he's going to be like, huh, what a loser. Yeah. But, like, then again, you got some outliers like the Chiefs. The Chiefs aren't the, what they used to be. They might not even make the playoffs. I think they're – are they 4-4 four and four now after yeah. last night? Yeah. The Chiefs have the same record as the Broncos, um, the Patriots – and the Browns. And the Browns have been a surprise also. Yes. So maybe I shouldn't be jumping on the whole no playoff run for the Colts because you got the Browns, you got the the uh, you got the Browns, you got the Patriots. Steelers the aren't Chief, that great either. And the and the Steelers, they're yeah. not they haven't really been performing as well as they should have in previous years. Um but like I said, it just depends. I think if they can get this middle stretch at a good position, mm-hmm then it's more feasible. I just don't see it right now, but I do see a little bit of light now that we kind of bring up these teams that have been underperforming. Yeah, I think I saw that every every team in the AFC has at least two losses. So uh, I think the Titans yeah. are I think the Titans are six and two now. Mm-hmm. I wanna say. That's I think that's the best record in the AFC is the Titans. The Bills might also be six and two. I yep. can't remember. Yeah. Um Bills are six five and two. Five and Raiders two. are five that's and right. two. Ravens five and two, Titans are the only team that's six and two. Okay, so they I think they're going into bye week pretty soon. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see what's gonna happen to the Raiders. Um, just because just so much negative press regarding a John Gruden. Yeah, a lot's gone on there in the I'm last few weeks. I'm curious if it's gonna get to them. It doesn't look like it has in terms of how their record has been. Um, I was just saying my last episode. Like, I I I'm hoping for the hoping the players have a good season regardless if they don't make the playoffs or not, because it's probably hard to play with all this 
bad t- press talk regarding mm-hmm. your team. Sure, it's about John Gruden, but John Gruden is associated with your team. Right. So I hope the players don't let it get to them. Um, but I'm curious if it will. Um, then after what happened with Henry, the Henry Ruggs news today, too. That's right. Just... That just happened today. Um, breaking news, for those who don't know, Henry Ruggs got into a DUI um, accident, and he killed a person. Mm-hmm. And he was, I'm assuming, dr- dr- drinking in the, in the daytime. He thought he could drive home, and he obviously couldn't. He wrecked his car and, and killed someone, and he'd probably be playing football for a long time. So yeah. that's another distraction. Yeah. So we're and we'll see how that plays off in terms of like losing a good receiver and also just losing a teammate for an incident that could have been avoided. Yeah, it's awful what happened. Did you see what happened with the Chiefs? Um, Andy Reid's son got into that car accident, mm-hmm. and that was obviously a distraction when it came to Super Bowl week. That's true. Yeah, it derailed him. Yeah, the AFC. Um, like I said, I'm gonna give your Broncos a little bit of light. I'll have a better idea kind of next couple of weeks, and I'll, <laughs> I'll bug yeah. you at your desk and say, all right, dude, they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Or like, I was right, dude, they're not going to make the playoffs. Right. Yeah, we're almost we're almost coming up on the half. I think two weeks from now will be the halfway point of the season. Yeah, we so. forget. We have another game. We have yeah. another game on our schedule. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the Colts, though, yeah. our Thursday we got Thursday night football this week. Colts, Jets. Colts, Jets. Yeah. You go to see the Colts on TV again. It's That's always nice when I can see the Colts on TV because it's always Bears games <laughs> up here. Oh, man, dude. It's, tell me about it, man. I'm tired of seeing Bears games just to see them get clapped. I think I think Bears fans are probably saying the same thing. I think they're tired of seeing them on TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's the Jets. Yeah. Um, I, write, I like Robert Sala. I think he is a, was a great coordinator at San Fran. Um, I'm I'm going to expect him not to have a struggling year. I'm going to expect to have a struggling year, his first year in um, New York. I'll just laugh sometimes because um, when people say the Jets, oh, the Jets are playing. I think of my elementary school. I used to go to an elementary school called Jefferson Edison Jets. That was our mascot. We were the Jets. <laughs> and like when we were kids in gym class, we have a jumping jack song where we would spell Jefferson. So we'd J-E-F. F, and then we finish off after we spell the name. We just stomp on the ground and go, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> so that's why I always back memories when I hear Jets. That remi- whenever I hear Jets now, I think of the um, – have you seen Ted Lasso? No, I've got Apple TV. Okay. Uh, it reminds me of a quote from Ted Lasso where he talks about the Jets. I'm trying to find what it is exactly. Oh, here it is, yeah. Back home when a team was playing poorly, we didn't call them unlucky. Well, what do we call them then? The New York Jets. <laughs> I saw this like video meme. I think it was like a TikTok meme where this kid is like doing like commentary on like a Jets play of like an interception. Oh, I've seen and that. He literally yeah. blamed everyone except the Jets players. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. That was like that was a good breakdown by that young kid. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, let's kind of <laughs> look at the NFC a little bit since we talked about your um. Colts, you might be talking about Packers a little bit. Oh, let's talk about them, yeah. Oh man, I like I like I like the Packers so far this season. I'll admit though, they shouldn't be seven one because there's some wins where they got lucky. For like, example, mm-hmm. the Cardinals win. That's true. Um, when Douglas got that interception on the final play of the game, well, it wasn't the final play, but it was essentially the last drive for Arizona that should have been a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But I think there was some miscommunication with the receivers, and Douglas just went in. They're like, oh, well, here's a ball. We won the game. Yeah. Um, I think I'm, I'm surprised to see that they're seven and one after the first game of the season. I mean, um, yeah, I was very surprised. They got killed by the Saints, Jameis Winston. Yeah, but he, yeah, that was very surprised. I really can't explain that. And 
well, I guess it's over their heads now. Yeah. I'm just curious what happened. Um, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> we got three teams tied for tied in first place in the national or in the in the NFC. We got Green Bay, got Arizona, we got the Rams. Yeah, and kind of who's going to come on top at the end of the season. I mean, I'm going to go on a whim and say if Green Bay can, I don't know, get two more wins, you know, two more straight wins, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say they're probably going to be the one, number one seed in the NFC. They'll get the home field advantage and do the same thing they did last season. Yeah. I think the the Arizona Cardinals and Los Angeles Rams, you know, those teams are in the same division. And I kind of – I kind of I love the NFC West. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so fun to watch. I kind of compare those two teams to what we saw this year in baseball with the Dodgers and the Giants, two of the best teams in the entire league mm-hmm. in the same division. It's crazy that either Arizona or, or Los Angeles is going to be a wild card team. It'll be yep. interesting to see which one that is because that'll really play an effect in the playoffs when you got home field advantage and such. Right. So it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to watch those two teams the rest of the year and see who comes out on top in that division. This might be a stupid question, but is it possible for three teams to be in the playoffs from the same division? Is it? I think it would be right because there's is there two teams that make it from the wild card? I think so. I think so. So I think I think it would be. Yeah, I think you could have. You could have the, you know, you could have the Rams and who's the next best team in that division? The Seahawks. 49ers? Oh, 49ers, yeah. That that kind of yeah. was my prediction going in a little bit because I I said in another episode like the NFC West will be the team to watch because Cardinals are stacked, Rams are stacked. You can't count out the 49ers with um with Shanahan, but fortunately the 49ers have been a little underwhelming this season, so that's not going to happen. But that was kind of my thing like won't be surprised we see these three teams making a bolt all three of them making a playoff run. Yeah. And, but even the Seahawks, you, you can't knock out the Seahawks, especially Russell Wilson, because Russell Wilson has one of the greatest starts to a career through the amount of years he has played. Mm-hmm. So there's always a chance to play when you have Russell on your team. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, when he comes back from his injury, I can't. I don't know how long he's out for, but you still got to keep an eye out on the Hawks. Hey, man, he'll, he'll always be there for the coin flip. <laughs> Did you see that game? Yeah. Where he was literally out for the sidelines, and it was overtime, and he literally was there for the coin flip. Yeah, that was that was awesome. <laughs> he's, he's a corny little dude. Like people like to knock him because yeah, he just says the dumbest things and he does the dumbest things. Like who names their kid win? That's true. Like, yeah. but you can't knock his his positive attitude. Like he he's not like an asshole. He's, he's not like a no, he's getting negative a, press. He's just corny. He's a great. He's a yeah. He's a he's a good great leader. I wouldn't say he's as I wouldn't say he's as corny of a leader as Drew Brees was. Drew Brees was like the most. For me, anyway, Drew Brees always said like the most basic leader stuff, like in huddles, and like, yeah. we got to go out there, we got to go play hard. Like, I don't know, Drew Brees always came over as the corniest leader to me, but Wilson might be second. I don't know, but the thing when Drew Brees talks, though, like he says basic, like out of a movie kind of quotes, mm-hmm. but or like phrases, but at least the energy at least matched it, though. Like, he, he could say anything, but how he said it and communicated. You know, it kind of got you going a little bit. Got that's your, true. Got, when your heart, your heart weight went up a couple beats after he said shit. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, let's see who else we got. Yeah, th- I can't believe the Cowboys are six and one in the NFC East. Well, I can't say six and one in the NFC East because the NFC East has always been underwhelming. But mm-hmm. just being six and one, I'm quite surprised. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, their defense has really emerged as a top defense in the league this year. Oh yeah. After last year's, they looked awful. Oh yeah, they season. were very yeah. terrible. Um, they, who did they get in the first round? I think it was um, uh, Parsa, uh, 
Parsons. They got, uh, Mika Parsons. They got Mika Parsons they, they, they first round. Like, I can't. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's looked. I seen him play a couple of preseason games, and I think the first game. I think he's gotten better since then. So. Well, Trayvon Diggs has really emerged. Oh, as he's a good. Man. Top cornerback in the league. Yeah. It's either two interceptions or no interceptions. Yeah. 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 That's true. <laughs> Um, the Buccaneers, after that loss to the Saints um, on Sunday, I'm a, little, I'm a little curious what's going to be for them. I think it's going to be the same thing as last year, where they're going to have like three, four losses max, and they'll just run through and get to the NFC Championship, no problem. Yeah, I mean, right now they're really banged up. They're, they're secondary, like their entire secondary is injured. They have no depth in their secondary. Yeah. Um, yeah, once they, if they get healthy, I mean, if they start getting healthy throughout the season... I think they're going to be fine. I mean, they didn't have Antonio Brown against the Saints. He's been their leading receiver this year. Gronkowski, they just got him back against the Saints, but he left the game with an injury. Yeah. So once they get those two guys back, I mean, you know how much Brady loves Gronkowski. Like, Yeah. And, of course, he likes him back since he's, yeah. he followed him to um, to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, and he can't knock out Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. These guys are just all studs. Amazing. Yeah, they are. Even Leonard Fournette's kind of making a shine this season. Leonard Fournette's, well, I mean, if you think about it, last year they had the two running back package with Fournette or Ronald Jones. It wasn't really one over the other, but Fournette's really emerged as the, the leading back. And now they're, I heard they're trying to, oh, I, got, I mean, I guess it's past the trade deadline now at the time of this episode, but they were trying to, they were listening to trade offers for Ronald Jones Jr., but they didn't end up trading him. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of the NFC South um, with the Bucks and Saints, uh, Calvin Bridley had to step away for a couple for a little bit um, to kind of work on his mental health, which I thought was very interesting and good on good on his part. I mm-hmm. mean, we forget as like people like to say sports has gotten a little soft because you know start of the NBA fouls on everything, and the NFL taunting and and roughing the passers. You know they just say they say sports rules have just been making players gone soft, but yeah, we, we forget like back then. In society, we don't really touch on these things with mental health, and and it hurts us in the longer run. You know, you don't really develop as a human being as you should, or you know, get to really know yourself. And Calvin really Ridley had the guts to do something that not a lot of players do, and just step aside and just look out for themselves. Because what good is it to play if you're not in your in a good mental space? Yeah, so people sure. are gonna say, oh, he should just you know, man up or just tough it out. You know, some stupid um, gender norm kind of thing mm-hmm. to say but at the end of the day man we're all humans and it's and it's, it's hard especially in NFL when people are always looking at you fantasy owners want you to get these many points betters want you to make you make sure you cover the spread your team needs you at all times your your how well you play determines your career for not only yourself but your family they the well-being of your family if you have kids or parents that may that need you to support them and like it's it's okay. It's okay to step aside. I mean, as long as you're just transparent with transparent about it with your teammates, your coaches, and um, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think he summed that up pretty well. It's, I think he definitely. I mean, he definitely made the right choice for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he missed that game a few a few weeks ago in, in London for the yeah. same reason, and then this coming out this week. I think yeah, I think it's a. Uh, it's cool to see it. It's it's a tough decision, you know, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's obviously what's best for him. So yeah, he's a talented player, and I think he'd be just fine. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I just hope all players kind of seek help they need to, whether it's a break or maybe just talking to someone. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh yeah, I wanted to show you this video <laughs> that um, <laughs> I was talking about with you. This was about Jameis Winston. Uh, 
Uh, we were talking about how, how the Saints beat the Bucks, and then there was an Instagram video um, of Jameis Winston. He saw Jameis Winston got injured in the middle of the game, and they the players they all celebrated in the, in the locker room because it was Halloween too. So they probably wanted to get a, have a little fun. Um, I don't know if you can see my screen, and or they're all dancing. And then next thing you know, Jameis Winston is oh in my crutches, <laughs> dancing wow. with, the broken, the with the broken, with the torn ACL. Oh, unreal! That's something else. Oh, I'll watch that one more time. But it's like, yeah, you know, they're having a good time. It's on Instagram lives. So you see people like um, commenting and, and you know <laughs> celebrating, and then Jameis is just moving wow. his arms around with this fog machine and like flashing strobe lights, which I didn't know they even had that in locker room. I didn't either. Someone must have like got it ready when they when they kind of knew they were gonna win the game. Yeah, I guess so. Somebody <laughs> had that celebration planned. That's surprising to see him doing that, but hey, I mean, it must have been excruciating pain. But they probably put in some pain meds, and it kind sure of stopped it from man, hurting. Yeah, I'm sure he wanted to celebrate with his team. He didn't want to miss out on hey, that. Man, that's just that victory. That's just Jameis. He just does the goofy yeah, shit. Yeah, that's just Jameis being Jameis. <laughs> like I remember, there was like a pre-huddle. I think this was Drew Brees was still on the team. Mm-hmm. They had like a pre-game huddle. Drew Brees was just saying like, "I want you to look at your teammate and let them know that you're there for him." And this is Jameis actually looking at someone oh. dead eye. Dead eye contact, making them uncomfortable. That's funny. Yeah, that's a great video. I I hadn't seen that until you just showed it to me right now. I saw a meme where it's like, if the Saints win the Super Bowl, um, I'm gonna pause. <laughs> if the Saints win the Super Bowl, uh, come on, where's it at? There, you have to make, you have to make a statue of Jameis dancing with his crutches, yes, right outside to. the stadium. Have to. That was the turning point. Was that video right there? It might be, man. It's if you beat the Super Bowl champs, I'm I'm sure you're gonna be feeling pretty good about yourself for oh, the remainder yeah. of the season. For sure. Let's see what else I got for us today. Um, you know what? We'll just briefly talk about the Bulls because it's getting a little late. Um, I'm sure Hudson has some things to do because you have to go to sign your for your apartment today. Yeah, I think we're signing our lease tonight. So, okay, yeah. so we'll wrap this up um, real quickly. So I'll leave the Bulls for the season finale because. <laughs> Bulls are looking good, and it's good to finally not be a disappointed fan for. As of this episode, as of this episode, they're first place in the Eastern Conference. They're first place in the world, in the league, yeah, in the world, yeah. Um, so what's <laughs> I want to talk to Hudson about my trip to Indianapolis. So let's start with a little fun segment of AJ's trip to Indy. So for those of you who don't know, um, me and my girlfriend went to Indianapolis last Saturday on the night before Halloween. Um, October 30th to go to a Bleachers concert. Um, Bleachers is an indie band that we both follow. Um, even Hudson's heard a couple songs from them. And I went there, and it was an indie's a pretty nice city. I went to my buddy's place, unpacked. We got an Uber downtown. We went to a taco restaurant called Bakersfield. Um, Hudson's heard of it. He recommended it to me, actually. Uh, and my girlfriend's friend also recommended it. <laughs> and unfortunately, man, I was underwhelmed. It was didn't the atmosphere the was hype. good, but I didn't feel full. Yeah, that's the tough thing. Like, I mean, did you get tacos? Yeah, it's just tough to feel at most Mexican restaurants. It's tough to feel full after tacos. Now, if you eat, now if you eat my tacos, man, I'll give you a nice <laughs> filled taco. Where if you lift it up, it might rip. Well, I remember it was your uh, what was that a few months ago? Your your mom made enchiladas. Oh yeah, dude, my family will make so sure good, you're yeah. full. <laughs> yeah, most Mexican restaurants, man, tacos just don't. Don't fill you up. I kind of stopped getting tacos at Mexican restaurants. I usually just get quesadilla or burrito or, like or fajitas. You usually always, I'm usually always full after 
getting one of those. But my only problem with fajitas at Mexican restaurants is they give me too much vegetables. Yeah, I want true. more meat. I went to uh, my family went to Uncle, you know, Uncle Julio's, yeah. the restaurant. We went there last week, and man, that's that's great stuff. That's good stuff right there. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It was the tacos. It was funny story with the tacos. So we were just like, okay, um, let's just get six total tacos: three for me, three for my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And apparently, how we ordered it was confusing them a little bit. We got the six tacos, but like the dude comes out. Okay, so I ordered the tacos. Like, oh, look, I'm like saying we'll get two of these, two of these. One of this, and my girlfriend says, oh, yeah, we'll get one of this. And the dude comes out with our tacos, and he, he wasn't our server, so he probably didn't get the full gist. But he's like, he puts the tacos down. We got six tacos, uh, one for you. <laughs> he's, like, laughing like, man, your boyfriend's cheap. You only got you one taco. I'm like, oh, no, man, man. That, there's three. <laughs> there's three tacos each. I uh, promise you, I'm not cheap. Yeah, that's funny. Um, but had, we had this really spicy taco. It was actually... Spicy than I thought, which is nice because I like spicy food. Mm-hmm. Like, I, but they also had a three dollars shot of the day. Um, the shot of the day was Milagro, which is oh, a good shot. Good um, drinks were good. I had this. Uh, it was like a bubbly rosé. I think it was like Rhine Geese um, bubbles or something. It was pretty good. I like sweet, sweeter beers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was nice. Um, it's definitely a, like a cool <clears throat> experience place to go. Like it's always yeah, I like the atmosphere. Yeah, good I atmosphere. Just, yeah. I just want more food. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't blame you. Yeah, and it may, piss, this would piss me off the most, man. When I grew, when I go to Mexican restaurants, or when we go to Mexican restaurants, what's the first thing you expect when you sit down? Chips and salsa. Exactly. They don't have that. You have to order that, and they charge you. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I don't know why. Why do Mexican restaurants do that? Like it's it's such a norm in Mexican restaurants to get free chips and salsa. I feel like. That needs to be universal at every at every Mexican restaurant. And that's probably what I was thinking of when I ordered these tacos. Like, okay, six tacos would be fine because I get the chips and salsa. You're right. Nope. So did you not get chips and salsa then? No. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, we um, went to this arcade bar called 16-Bit. And I'll, I'll show you guys a picture. But we there's like a – you know those, that game, that little thing where like it, you put sticks and it lights up and you can spell things? Mm-hmm. It's like kind of like an etcher sketch, but it's like a – it's just like a lights of, light of sticks. Right. They had a giant one on this wall. And I'll sh- I could show you right now, actually. Uh, and then I'll have a picture on the actual video. And we spelled out Bleachers 2021. Oh, wow. And we posted it on, on Instagram and Twitter, which was a lot, kind of cool. The Bleachers um, comment on it? I tagged their asses. They didn't say anything, uh, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's <clears throat> sweet. That is cool. Yeah, it was a pretty cool place because they, um, the games were all free. Mm. Like, here's the catch, though. Two catches. They're kind of outdated games. They're not like the coolest games. They're like the more nostalgic games like Pac-Man, um, Invaders, and all those really old, old games. But the reason why they're free is because the beers are a little more pricier. Uh, so that's how they get you. That's how they get you, yeah. Um, but it was fun. I and mean, we played a couple games, and then we went straight to the concert. We waited in line, and we be- we became friends with this couple. Um, shout out to my my uh, new friends, um, John and Sadie. Um, this dude, John, he, was, he had this... Florida State jersey on. And he was literally <laughs> sitting on the ground watching the Florida State Clemson game. I was like, you watching the game? He's like, yeah. You want to watch with me? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, so I'm like, literally, <laughs> um, get, literally getting acquainted with this guy watching the Florida State game. And unfortunately, Florida State lost. So that was a bad start to the night. <laughs> but they gave, well, here's one thing I didn't know Indianapolis has open container. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that's what oh, I was told. I didn't know that. So they gave us two beers and we drank while we're waiting outside in the street. Hmm. Got to the concert. Beers are even three times more expensive. Good concert. 
And then we went to Goodfellas for dinner as mm-hmm. like a post concert. I tell you, man, this is Goodfellas had one of the greatest pizzas I've ever had in my life, man. And the reason why is because it's very doughy. I'm a big doughy guy. Mm. Um, so like the sauce was good, meat was good, the dough stole the show, and that was and that's the, the name of the episode. The, the dough, dough that stole, stole the, the show. show. I like it. Yeah, Goodfellas is is pretty good. It's my favorite pizza in Indianapolis. I want to say that. Uh, you know Dave Portnoy, the the barstool. Did president. he review it? I think he did a video for Goodfellas. He probably, he probably said some thing that probably made people mad. Didn't yeah, he? probably. Like he usually does. Does he like any pizza? Does he even like pizza? Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? He was just in Chicago a few weeks ago doing a bunch of places, and he pissed off a bunch of people here. So, yeah, that's how I knew about him. Yeah, he just pisses people off. Oh well, I mean, but pissing people off generates buzz. So. It does. It generates comments. It generates uh, interactions on your post. So. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So I got the I got the pizza. John and Sadie text says, "Hey, we're gonna go out. If you want to join us, oh, me wow. and my girlfriend looked at each other like, nah, we're old. We're going home.'" <laughs> so we went home, fell asleep. I woke up, threw up in the toilet, got up, got some Dunkin', went home, and then watched football for the rest of the day. So that was my weekend. <laughs> sounds like a good weekend. Yep, it was yep, fun, man. Right. I'd go back. I would go back. Um, just to go back to Goodfellas. And also my friend lives there, so I have an excuse to go back. Yeah, yeah. You can always, you can always go back for another concert. Yeah. Definitely. Cool, man. That's all I really have. We are exactly 57 minutes, so pretty good pacing today. Um, this obviously is in Hudson's first rodeo. Um, he's a <laughs> podcast star. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else you want to say to the audience or just in general? I don't think so. Just that, hey, we're seven days away from college basketball. Amen. By, the time, Amen. by the time you're listening to this... You know, it's probably gonna be what four, four or five. So, uh, season's right around the corner. Uh, best sports time of the year, and Blackhawks got their first win of the season. Chicago Blackhawks finally got a win. Yep, what a disaster of a of a program. Oh my God, they're under a lot of yeah, a lot of press. Not great, not great, but at least we got a win. At least we got a win. Hey, it's the little wins that count, literally. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thank you, Hudson, for coming back on. We'll definitely do this again. Um, I enjoy having you as a guest. To the viewers that are listening and watching, make sure to like, subscribe, and share this video with a friend. Every little bit helps. Uh, Thank you again for watching, and I will see you guys in the season finale of season three. I'm so excited. So stick around.